Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 94 of the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. Before we dive into the beautiful post-apocalyptic world of Horizon Zero Dawn, let's take a look at this week's cast. Joining us, I can't talk today, sorry guys. Joining us, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. Doc Chris. Future cavemen fighting robot dinosaurs. Jay's Mac. All mother will protect us. Nice. Nice. Well played. Nice. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. And now that we've gotten that business out of the way, let's learn a little bit about the gorgeous and awesome Horizon Zero Dawn, narrated this week by Sergio. Back in 2011, Killzone developer Guerrilla Games started production on their riskiest endeavor yet, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn puts the player in the shoes of Alloy, an outcast from birth who explores a world where machines roam free and humans have reverted to a more primal way of life while trying to uncover the mystery behind her origin. Receiving high praise from fans and critics alike, Horizon Zero Dawn has surpassed its competitor, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, in sales and is now considered one of the biggest Sony IP launches in PlayStation 4 exclusives ever. Being considered as Guerrilla Games' largest debut, Horizon Zero Dawn has sold over 2.6 million copies worldwide. But what makes this game so special? How well does Guerrilla Games balance the beauty of the environment with the mechanical nature of the animals? Has Horizon Zero Dawn redefined the genre for us, or is it simply just another adventure? Gentlemen, let's get funky. Cool. So, uh, quick amendment, correction, stuff like that already. It's pronounced Aloy, not Alloy. As Aloy. Aloy. Which drives me fucking nuts. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, that's about annoying when... Um, uh, what's his name? Her little uh, Jeff Bridges guy was just like Rost. Rost. Yeah, boss. It was just like roast. Aloy, Aloy. It reminded me of um, what happened in Heavy Rain in the beginning in the mall. Jason, scene. Jason, Jason. Jason. And I couldn't play that game ever again. <laughs> I can't uh, play that game. I can't. <laughs> uh. It's a good thing I don't have a dog named Jason. And then it would just be like looking at <laughs> Um, anyway, speaking about Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, gentlemen, what made you want to like play this game? Really invest the time by it. Um, let's start with Dave on this one. So, usually, I'm not a big fan of open world games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get a quarter of the way through and then I'll just stop because there's so much shit to do. Um, but I gave this a chance knowing there's an open world game because I kind of I like the idea that. I, I mean, you kind of found the idea that it was like in the future that you're fighting like these machines, which I thought was kind of a cool mystery. And I like the fact that the main antagonist or protagonist rather is female, but she's not like sexy, showing a lot of skin, you know, wearing high heels, running in like in the forest. No, she looks like your average like hunter gatherer, like cave woman in a way, you know, and like it was just such an amazing game to concept to think of that I want to give it a shot and like. I'm like so happy I did. Such a good game. Such a good game. And I'll, I'll, an answer that we will not accept is um, I made you play it because that was the theme of the week. <laughs> that's not an acceptable answer. <laughs> False. Um, I got it before you told us we were going to play it. That's, right. that's right. I'm, I'm just preventing future trolls. Trolls Mac. <laughs> oh, is that my name now? Trolls Mac? Trolls Mac <laughs> now. Oh, damn, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make a troll upset. You know this, right? You just dug a deep hole for yourself, Greg. Good job. Yes, and the deeper the better. <laughs> Escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, I don't know. For, for me, like, I definitely wanted to get it. And I was super hyped about, like, the kind of the, um, the HDR gaming and, you know, like, the, the concept looked really cool and just, like, the environment. Um, I wasn't too crazy about Alloy as a character kind of going into it. And then I really wasn't crazy when it's pronounced Aloy. That really made me <laughs> crazy. Um, I don't know. Her design just kind of looked like Brave. Disney's Brave to me. It, it a felt, little bit. I, it, I, I did get that from red hair. Yeah. It, it felt kind of recycled in that regard. You know, like the, the primal setting, the red hair, stuff like that. But I mean, I guess like that's how you're going to make your character stand out. And the, the palette for this game in the daytime is just simply, it's just, you know, red and, and uh, gorgeous colors and stuff like that. So I guess it makes sense, but I I still felt like you know I should be being best friends with bears and such in this game <laughs> and not killing them for sustenance. Um, but I think it was a lot, for me it was a lot of the hype is what made me want to really dive into this game and seeing if it kind of lives up to it. And you know, Killzone was a pretty solid game. You know, Guerrilla Games did a pretty good job with those. I really liked um, how Shadowfall looked, not so much how it played, but it did look yeah. Really good. So that was kind of cool. Um, so I was kind of excited about this. And this kind of getting um, the recognition from um, Hideo Kojima because they he actually worked with Guerrilla Games on their um, game oh, engine. Oh, Death, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for Death Stranding, like, he recognized the potential of this of this game engine. So like that really <clears throat> kind of tintillated the senses for me a little bit, if you will. Um, <laughs> I just like uh, robot dinosaurs, man. Robot dinosaurs. Robot, robot dinosaurs. Zoid dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, man. I was all about that. I was like, heck yeah! I just wanna, I just wanna fight some of these things. And oh, I've, I've fought many of these things. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, for me, it was funny. I, I was walking into a GameStop with like a twenty-five dollar gift card, and you know the the manager or the key holder there was like. Oh, hey, man, do you want to pre-order any games with that money that you have in your pocket? I could see through it. I have fucking x-ray vision. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> they do. Like, Damn, dude. Um, I and I was like, well, now the kid was pretty helpful, but he's like, what about Horizon Zero Dawn? And this was like three or four months before the game came out. Never heard of it before. I was, you know, it wasn't a good tracker, if you will, um, as far as keeping my ear to the ground. Nice. But uh, I was like, nah, man, sounds like a secret. Never played Horizon. Because zero dollars. <laughs> so the kid was like, "Oh, you're a special kind of idiot." All right. Um, he's like, "So that's not a sequel. It's a new game that's coming out." And I was like, "Cool. Don't like the title, and it's not Metal Gear, um, Final Fantasy, or a Blizzard game. So I have no interest." <laughs> so after after you guys started talking about it, you guys were actually the ones who got me turned on to this. You guys were, you know, talking about this game looks beautiful, it looks gorgeous, and everything like that. And I, I checked it out. I was like, Fuck, this game does really like it. Looks really good. And it's a, an interesting story, um, mm. and that's definitely what turned me on to to looking into it. And then, like I don't know, I did like maybe forty seconds worth of research, and I was like, I want to play this game. <laughs> and uh, Gorilla Games, that check can be made payable to Bad Cody Funky at badcodyfunky.com. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we'll take some of that. Uh, at, at least, at least Jace Max percentage. <laughs> yeah, just, just whatever that. They'll send you a free copy of Horizon One Done. <laughs> horizon, horizon yeah one. just horizon one done that was a prequel <laughs> uh horizon one midnight obviously she's uh, <laughs> dusk uh, let's talk about the environment for a little bit let's talk about like the lush worlds um going into it i don't know i don't know about you guys but the i prefer to when it was like daytime out versus nighttime. yeah like i felt whatever i'm running around during nighttime i feel like i'm getting ripped off 
Yeah. Really? It was pretty. I, I will say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more terrified, like, at night when I'm walking around just because sure. it's like, you don't know exactly. There's been many times where at night I'm running around, I just walk into, like, a bunch of, like, watchers for accidentally. And it's like, oh my God. And run away. Um, but you are right. Like, in the daytime, there are a, a lot more pretty colors. Mm. And. What I thought was really, like, clever, I don't know if you guys have done it, but if you get to, like, one of the mountains and climb as high as you can go before, like, it kicks you off the game and you look back towards the map, on a clear day you can see everything. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. gorgeous. Like, beyond gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the first time I saw Tallback, it was, like, foggy out and gross and, like, night out. And I was like, what is that thing? All I can see is, like, its feet fucking stomping around. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at a tall neck and I was like, fuck, this thing's going to be terrible to fight. And then you don't have to fight and it. And then you're like, oh. just platforming to get to the head. <laughs> the but um, I never felt cheated uh, playing in that night. Um, it took me a long time to actually be like, wait, let me look up and look at the moon in this game. And that was oh yeah that was that was spectacular. Um, it, it took me probably up until like seventy five percent into the game to look up and just be like, oh shit, look at that! Like the moon does look good. Oh, there's stars and everything. This is yeah. So I enjoyed that, but I definitely enjoyed the daytime better, uh, just because I felt like I was I was surrounded by more life. I guess you know what I mean. Like in a game that's already kind of desolate and barren. Um, the night kind of brings on like this a little bit more quiet Minecraft feel to it. Um, yeah. We're just like, oh, fuck, everything kind of sucks. Like, I know it's not doesn't look like Minecraft, obviously, but um, well, no, you guys had those graphics, right? There was everything was just blocky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was my place. Is that not is that not what HDR meant? 4K yeah. HDR? Yeah. More blocks? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it just like it felt like, you know, that kind of creepy, like, you know, oh, everything's a little bit a little bit more dead everything's a little yeah. bit more uh apocalyptic and um the other thing i noticed which was really awesome is just before i finished the game i realized that you can take a like there's a photo mode to this game so yeah, i'm man. like zip lining down this gigantic part um this gigantic you know mountain and all of a sudden i pause it and i'm like oh shit i could take a picture oh and i can control the time of day that this picture is taken so even though it was repelling through like you know midnight, um, <laughs> which sounds that's my new band name, repelling through midnight. Uh, <laughs> I was able to set the that's daytime to like you know an hour or two before the actual sunset, and it looks gorgeous. It's like so it's so pretty, and you, like you said, Dave, you can see everything, like the whole. You can mm -hmm. see the horizon. Is you what you're saying? See the zero dawn. Mm -hmm. so, ah, zero. So zero dawn. Uh -huh. And don't forget to throw the apple at the uh, the Charmeleon into the lava pit, and then it'll evolve to a Charizard. Nice. Oh, of course. Yeah. Snap it. <laughs> I um. So at night, one thing I did notice is because pretty much all of the um, pretty much all of the the robots in this, they all have lights on their front. So if they yeah. were facing towards you, I actually found it a little easier to aim because you could you can really see the lights. Um, on the huh. front of them, and what's kind of crazy too—I don't know if you noticed—but it's not just the light em like emanating from them, but the light actually hits the ground of whatever they're looking at. Um, yep. And the, like the light effects in this are just ridiculous, so absolutely good. insane. Let's talk about the different areas too. Like there's um, there's a couple different. There's basically like what three three different types of weather that we have, or three different types of landscape that we have. We yeah. have like the normal like lush forest. Actually, uh, technically four because we have like a normal forest 
type area. We have the um, the mountains, the snowy mountains. We have the kind of bleak desert, and then we also have a really thick like rainforest hmm. type area. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. So they have a, so there's plenty of there's plenty of different types of environments that they they have you in, which is pretty cool. Nice palettes too. Plenty of different palettes. Yeah, yeah. And they also have a water temple. Oh yeah, that's the worst because you have to get the iron boots and then you just have to sink to the bottom, but then you can't drown. And it's... <laughs> I actually discovered like a quote unquote like water temple by accident. Like oh, you sure did. So I, I haven't know. left. I haven't <laughs> left like the east part of the map at all. I'm still in the east part of the map, not because I've been playing, just because I've been exploring. It's open world. It's hard not to. And what I like about this game better than I like about, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say in the podcast, what I like about it way better than I like about um, Fallout is there's a lot of side missions, but it's not enough to like be overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, the, pa- the pacing is th- really good. Yeah, and there's a lot to explore, again, without being overwhelming. You can really cover a good chunk of the map. So Whoa, every single side mission in Fallout 4 contributes to the story. In great detail, <laughs> especially if you help out the Minutemen every time, every single. Time. <laughs> so I think I think I'm finding have them kill have them kill bees that are like six miles away in a shed that didn't, wasn't, weren't even bothering them. Yeah, that that's a good mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. So I think I'm finding this, glad I wasted my life on that one. There's uh, two there's two real ways to play this game. There is you can kind of follow the main mission and see where that takes you because in some in some moments they have you jump like to pretty much the other complete other side of the map. Um, yeah, and I'm finding that based on talking to other po- folks that are playing the game, if you follow that, it pretty much follows where you should be on the le- like where you are for level. So like while there are a lot of side missions, you don't necessarily have to do that right away. The other way to play it is actually kind of the way that you played it, Dave, and the way I played it as well, which is kind of clear each area before yep. you get to something far away. So I haven't like I haven't beaten the game yet, but like um, there was a point I had a, a couple days off and I was on like level 32 but I was still like most of the missions around me were only like level 18 and 20 that I was that mm-hmm. I was beating just because yeah. of how far ahead you were going but the interesting thing about this game is that with the exception of um, some extra health and a few more abilities that you can unlock the majority of the game like the 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 abilities aren't necessary to play the game you can actually can technically right. do anything do everything without needing to unlock any abilities um, and a lot of the weapons are, while there are some more powerful ones, um, for the most part, you can you can get away with with kind of what you begin with at the start of the game. Not ideal, but you could. Yeah. No, no, it's it's definitely true. Like, um, like I bought like like these like I'm just like yeah, it's not like on the east part of the map, so nothing else is open yet. I'm about to go into Meridian, so I'm still like there about at that border part. But right now, like all my armors, because I I all I do is like one, I run around, I collect stuff. And do missions. So I have more wood than I know what to do with. <laughs> more metal shards I know what to do with. I can buy every, I've I've almost bought like every single thing like that the that the guys sell. Except for ones that have like the special items, you need to give them like a boar tusk or this or that or whatever. But every single freaking thing, and it's like fuck, I think I spent way too much time doing this. Yeah. And then the fucking water temple I found. <laughs> it's like I don't know if it was a glitch. Or they purposefully did it, but you know when you when you're leaving the map and it tells you to go back or you can't go any farther. Yeah. So it's all the way on the top, like, like uh, northeast part of the map where like the metal ring is. You swim out into the water and you can swim all the way out to like past the black point. So I'm not even in the map anymore. I'm like swimming out in the black, and there's like like toppled buildings out there and all this shit. So I'm exploring them, but there's nothing there. 
And then I got attacked by like three cybernetic alligators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. Oh, I'm just man. swimming. All of a sudden, I like, you know, you start hearing the music and I saw the question marks. I'm like, what the fuck is out in the water? All of a sudden, it's like, fuck. Uh, Jason, tell us about like how you navigate around the map since you've you've completed the game, so you also kind of have the whole map unlocked. Yeah, so I did very similar to what you guys did as well. As I started off by really com- like a completionist attitude at the beginning, um, and then I started to move a little bit quickly because I you know I I see something shiny. I'm like, all right, I want to finish the game. Um, <laughs> piece of candy, Ooh, but yeah. Piece of candy. So I started, you know, I got really, I got to a pretty high level before I even got to Meridian, right? Which is kind of like the midpoint of the game, let's say. Um, But what was great about doing this is that I didn't, I wasn't too powerful where the game was boring, right? Like you mentioned, like I was like a level 35 and the game was like, oh, level 18 is what's required to to complete this area. (laughs) And I was like, oh, damn it. This is going to be way too easy. And it's not. It's not. No, there's still some great parts and there's some great fought, you know, hard battles. I will say that there is a piece there is a piece of equipment that you get that makes the game very easy, but it's like kind of some end game stuff, so it doesn't really ruin the end for you. Um unless you do what I did and I went back and I did a little bit of fast traveling. Um mm-hmm. Tell us about fast travel. Oh, Talk God. about fast travel. Yeah, so yes, fast traveling is like your best friend in this game, unless you do want to actually take a two-day journey um, and sit in your <laughs> computer chair for two days while you walk across um, what is actually Denver uh, in, in Colorado, yep. by the way. Um, <laughs> that, that's why I have not beaten the game yet. Uh, I am walking <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. But so, um, Yeah, go ahead. No, as you say, you have the ability, you, you gain the ability to actually take control over some of these some of these monsters right um and some of them you can turn them into mounts and you can actually ride um you also have the ability to fast travel if you've visited a campsite before much like any of these other games that we've seen right like an assassin's creed or a fallout you have the ability to take a a little detour um you know through a loading screen instead um that actually requires resources though and Mm. you can find yourself kind of like scavenging for resources or scrambling to find resources if like you want to get somewhere back in um in like mother's heart um and you don't have any more like you know fatty meats or you got to go find you got to go hunt you know for these fast travel packs um however if you have just 50 metal shards you can buy a golden travel pack and you can just totally un- worth it totally 100% worth it. worth it you could just travel Whenever you time. want. <laughs> and I didn't realize this until like I was almost done with the game. And I was like, oh, you've got to be shitting me. It's like, this is so dumb. Yeah. Um, they kind of hide it, though. So there's basically, if you talk to a vendor, there's oh, a, yeah. like a whole bunch of different categories. And the way they put this is actually under the resources categories. But they put it all the way down the bottom, which is usually <laughs> oh. down the bottom where you're not usually like, you're not usually looking for things like that. But if you go all the way down the bottom, there's something called the gold, the gold uh, fast travel pack. Yep. And it makes your life infinitely easier. Yep. Hmm. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say there are some areas in the game where I'm not done uh, exploring. There's some campsites and campfires that I have not touched upon yet. Uh, I'm about 78% of the way through, which is actually pretty good. Um, but there's still a ton of side missions and shit to do. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how I travel through the game. Um a lot cool. of fast traveling. No, I don't really use the mounts at all. I think that they're, they're more cumbersome than 
than just running. Yeah. And, uh, you don't really run. Yeah. You don't really run out of stamina, which is cool either. Um, you know, she's got that uh, super soldier ability apparently, where she can just run forever. Um, and but you do tired. feel bad for her when you stop. Yeah, yeah, I stop and give her a break anyway. <laughs> but it's usually when I have to get a. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like the most. Like not to interrupt you, Jason, but that, that little detail of when you stop when she's sprinting. She's actually tired and breathing heavy, and she's yeah, like yeah. grabbing her side, like. Ugh. Yeah, but then you can just start there. running again, yeah. no problem. And she's fine. Yeah. So one uh, <laughs> one other really cool detail about running around is if you're like so if you're going towards a mount, if you're next to it, you hit triangle. He jumps up on it. it actually, jumps up on it. Um, but the other thing you can do is actually physically jump, and if you're once you get above it, you can hit triangle, and she'll actually kind of vault herself on top mm, of it nice. in the middle of the jump. Oh, nice. Um, just a very little subtle detail that's really cool. Yeah, I mean that, that's what shows developers care about their game when they put in those little things that like they're not they're not guaranteeing that people are going to find it. They're just putting it in in hopes that someone does and appreciates it. Mm. Um, it's really a labor of love. You can see it in this game. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. between like the the great landscapes and the facial animations as well. Um, well the only downside I've really found is the popping in textures that have happened way yeah. too much. Like it reminded me of Gears of War one. And mm. I felt like I was acceptable in Gears of War 1 because it was like almost a launch title for 360. And now we're in PlayStation 4, the era of HDR. And it's just kind of like, pop, don't worry about this. Can we uh, can we talk about facial animations for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because <laughs> while the No, Chris, that's the one thing we cannot talk about. Are gorgeous. One thing I've noticed is that pretty much from like the eyes and up, everyone looks kind of dead. Yeah. Their eyebrows never move, and their eyes pretty much never move. Listen, Chris, this is a new species of human, okay? I know. They They've always evolved look to the point where they don't have to move their eyes or eyebrows. They've advanced peripheral vision so much yeah. that they yeah. actually substitute. Mm-hmm. It's basically fly vision at this point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's the one thing that I mean, really it, bothers me. It's still way better than Mass Effect, though. That is oh, true. God. Where they're just kind of staring at you like this the entire time. Yeah, no, or gosh. they're like their face is starting to melt as if they're having a stroke, and you're like, "Some yeah. this person <laughs> fucking Tylenol." Apparently, uh, they patched it, but I don't know. Yeah. I haven't gotten. <laughs> I, I I've been of... too afraid to actually play the game because I don't want. I don't. I don't get scared easily, but when something doesn't blink and their face melts in the middle of the conversation, <laughs> that's when I draw the line. That's you know, I gotta it. say though, like, what a world, and I can't believe I'm saying it this way, but what a world the kids of today live in, where if a game has an issue. Now there'll be a patch for it. Yeah. You know? Back in the yeah. day when a game had an issue, you were fucked. Like play through, man. Expe- play through. Huh? Just play through. Yeah, exactly. Like like especially if like you did the wrong save point that was like a freaking like error and it erased your game or God knows what. Like, but now it's like, oh, we'll send a patch, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um what was your favorite moment in the open world? Ooh. Oh, I think the I think the tall necks when you Yeah. Like when, mm. yeah, when you finally get to a point where you see them um, just kind of peeking out over the top of something is just pretty great. Yeah, man. Or when she's like, I know, I'm sorry. I don't want to jam anything. I wouldn't want someone to jam, jam something into my head either. And then it's <laughs> like that little like quip. And then and she like, does yeah, it anyways. Fair. And she does it anyways. <laughs> she's, she's savage like that. Um, I liked making things explode. Like I didn't realize that was going to happen. 
because um, I don't read any tutorials ever. So it was actually, <laughs> I, had our, I had our friend over and he was like, oh, I just want to see the game. I was like, all right, cool. And then I had the fire arrow. I was like, oh, let me see what this does. So I shot the fire arrow at the canister, as you do, because, you know, that's its weak point. And yeah. then I waited and Aww. I was like, oh, nothing really blew, nothing really like the <laughs> fire damage. There's no way we, that's kind of lame. So I turn around Five, and all of a sudden it's just four, like. Four, three. <sighs> Did you do the and badass like, walk away from an explosion? I did by accident. Oh, you mean the Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, the Wolverine. The Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, the Wolf Arrow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just like doing that. Like, And I was doing that before we started up, too. I was just like, oh, what are you? You're little thunk, thunk, thunk. Wait for it. Wait for yeah. it. And it's like the 4th of July. It's great. It's a good time. That's my um, favorite part. My favorite part of the open world is when you... when you, Have you guys all seen the Thunderjaw yet? Or like a stormbird? No, no. I okay. There's Sounds something called the Thunderjaw, and when you see it, you're like, "Oh, I can hit that. That's pretty close. It is real it, far away. It's just and gigantic, it's massive. <laughs> it's the thing. So the Thunderjaw is the thing from the cover. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. They are massive, and they are difficult, and they are yep. awesome. Oh, yeah, they are fun to pick apart. Just take your time. That's all I'm gonna yeah. tell you. So, Jesus Christ! I don't know. Have you guys got? I know. Uh, Greg probably hasn't got to this point, but Dave, have you hit the point where you get tear blast arrows? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. oh my god, those are the greatest things ever. So one of the mechanics in this game is that all of these robots that have all this armor and these weapons on them, you actually can use something called tear blast arrows um, to actually blow these pieces off them, which kind of removes some of the armor. Sometimes it does good damage, and sometimes there are certain weapons that fall off of the enemies that you can pick up and use against them, mm-hmm. which is yep. the dankest. Nice. <laughs> but uh nice. yeah you you walk up a, a, upon a thunder jaw or a storm bird which is a gigantic mm. bird um and you're like oh i can hit that from here i can kind of hang out in the bushes and, and take them out and your arrows don't reach you got to get real up and close you got to be able to feel the ground shake beneath you um <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's, rope that's how big right. these are so that my, my thing is is that the, the world is so large and some of the beasts are so large that you're like, oh, that's kind of close by, but you're really not close at all. And it's kind of that perspective, like how how much further till I actually get into this thing's vicinity where I can attack it. And uh, I, I really like that. It's it's exciting. It's kind of frightening at the same time. So yeah, the stormbirds. Every time I see something flying off in the distance, I have a hard time figuring out if it is a stormbird really far away or a glintock really uh, close. I know because they're both <laughs> flying things. And the closer I get, the more my dread just starts to build. God, that's it, like horrible because like. Glintocks are huge, are kind of not huge, but they're kind of big. Yeah, yeah. Stormbird's like two of those. It's Good crazy. Yeah, it's like a shit hawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite uh, part of the game is the vantage points. Mm. Oh, you guys ever? You, got, you know what I'm talking about? Right? Vantage points. We get to see into the past a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh my god, they're so cool. Especially like the you know the audio and what you can read, but. They're also really sad because you get to see what the world was yeah. Yeah. right in the middle of what it looks like now. <laughs> like yeah. every single time I get every single time I look at the uh, vantage points, I get sad. I love looking for them; they're great to find. But good God, every single time it wasn't until yeah. the second Apocalypse one shit storm. It wasn't until the second one that I found that I realized exactly what they do. Because the first one I found, I went, "Oh, something called a vantage point. Interesting." Then I just moved on. <laughs> then I found another one and actually saw what that was. But um, Dave, you got some surprises ahead of you, man. Mm. It's probably oh, not until like <laughs> after Meridian that like you, the game, the story, like really picks up and you start to kind of figure out um, what is the main overarching story of this. 
Um, yeah. And it's, like, phenomenal. I mean, I pieced together some of it. Like, I've, I've been exploring the ruins like a motherfucker and finding, like, little stuff, like, here yeah. and there. Like, the little, um, what's it called? Like, the little, like, mugs and whatnot. Or, like, some of yeah. like, the little, like, the, like, text things, stuff like that. So, I kind of have an idea what's going on. I just uh, don't know what really I, turned it to shit. Oh, yet. you've... Once you find out what Zero Dawn is... Your head's yeah. gonna explode. Your yeah. head is gonna. I knew it was. I knew it was something. I knew a, it was like something. It's like just on the horizon. God, that's all. Yep. Just yeah. right off of there. Mm-hmm. No, those vantage Which, points are beautiful. Um, you find out that like one, like you, you go to one and you're looking at like the landscape and you're like, wait a second, this is like the Red Rock Amphitheater in fucking yeah in Colorado. You're like, holy <laughs> shit. And then like another one's like Mile High Stadium and you're like, oh, all right, yeah. I'm glad the Broncos are down. <laughs> no, you, you know where I discovered where we were? It was when, like, um, we were in, like, the first big ruins of, like, the east part of the map. And there's a street with, like, these two horse, these two guys riding on horseback. And it's, like, a statue, pretty much. And I saw the statue, and I was like, wait a minute, I know that statue. I've seen that somewhere. <laughs> so I just put, you know, two guys riding on a statue in the middle of a city, and that came up. And it's like, oh, my God, we're, we're in Colorado. Fuck. Like, I thought we were, like, in Antarctica at first. When I zoomed out of the map and the way it looked... I'm like, oh, what if we're like in the wait South minute, Pole? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just... It was Earth the whole time? <laughs> you damn dirty apes. Damn dirty apes. You damn dirty you robots. Blow it up. Damn you. <laughs> Sorry, I can help myself. Um, how does the story compare in, in this to, to other open world games? What do, you, what do you guys think? I'm with Dave. I'm not really big into open world games. Um, in fact, the only yeah. other one that I really tried was... Um, uh, Fallout Three, which has one of the coolest uh, tutorials beginnings, right? Yeah. That I've played, but that game, like, as soon as I got out of the vault, like, I was so overwhelmed, I didn't even want to play the game anymore because, <laughs> oh, no. like, oh, there's too much stuff to do. Um, but I like that this one because the story's so direct, and they allow you to everything kind of is very well self-contained within its own little space. You don't feel overwhelmed. Uh, because it, right. it really holds your hand, guiding you to each section. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. Nice. Um, I liked, I mean, from what, what little I played, I, I liked that um, I actually care about the story. For me, a lot of open world games, the story gets lost because, like you said, there's just too much to do. Too many side quests, yeah. too many things to remember. That By the time you actually get back to the main quest, you're like, I don't care about this. Yeah. This is stupid. I want to go play detective with Mr. Robot over there in uh, <laughs> Fallout 4. Or you just want to like go around and just like you know be an assassin in Skyrim. Like you don't actually care about being a dragonborn. Where this, I feel like it really focuses on you know Alloy's like journey into not only discovering Aloy. her past, but Aloy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Aloy. Uh, Aloy's <laughs> past, but also like you know what happened to the world and, and like you know these creatures and, and technology and why things kind of are the way they are. At least that's that's like, the impression I have from being what seven hours into it. No, like no. Likewise, like I mean, I played like I'm not saying I play as much open world games as you, Greg or Jason or any of you guys. But um, what I liked about this was open world games do give you a good story. There's just a lot of shit you have to go through to get to that story. This I care about what happens to Aloy. I care about finding out what happened to our world. Basically, it makes you really give a shit about the characters in the story, like. You know, someone got taken hostage, and you you really want to go and save them. Not like, oh, it's a side mission. I'll worry about it later. No, you're like, I must save them. I must do this mission. 
Little shit like that. Sure. Yeah, I don't think that these... Um, I don't think you fall down that rabbit hole too hard with uh, some of the side quests. And some of the side quests are actually really helpful for you. Some of them are a huge yeah. pain in the ass, though. But some of them can give you some good... <laughs> Some good loot, some good uh, useful items in the game, um, but it doesn't. It's your sister. Yeah, it doesn't steer you away too hard from the actual story, and it's also very easy just to get back into the story um, once you're done with one. You know, it, it's just like mm-hmm. okay, it's, you're done with that side quest, back to uh, the main objective here, and it automatically does that for you, which is really cool. I will say though, yeah. the thing I hated most about this game are those fucking hunters lodges. Even though <laughs> I'm gonna pound my chest a little bit, I got blazing suns in all of them. Um, oh, only homie. like like two or three tries tops. You, oh well, a couple of them took me more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying it's you kind of have to, like, to, yeah. like, to beat the final quest, you, you have to. Which actually kind of made me laugh a little bit that there's like three so there's something called the hunter's lodge which is uh, a set of three challenges so there's five of them instead of three challenges and each challenge uh, they call them trials and each trial has three possible outcomes uh one where you just complete the outcome and then another one where you complete during a certain time limit another one where you complete under a smaller time limit Hmm. now the funny thing is one of the quests is to get that high basically the highest honor and do it as quick as possible on each of them which makes me wonder why the hell do they have that middle <laughs> that middle tier at all? Considering that like you kind of have to get the highest and fastest score anyways. You don't have to. That that's that's not um critical to the game. I thought it was one of the things that you had to to get like the final thing. You get some or do you just get sweet loot and you don't have to do it? You just get some sweet loot. You don't have to do it though. No. Oh. Well, guess what? Yeah. I got sweet loot because I also. <laughs> I secretly just wanted to brag. That's actually why I went on this little tangent here. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. Wait, let's talk about items for a bit, though. Let's talk about the, the um, kind of the item storage. Um, Dave, what do you? Since you're early in the game, how are you feeling about how your item management goes on? Um, pretty good because everything's maxed out. <laughs> um, just because again, I've been like hoarding shit like a motherfucker, so I was able to, um, craft stuff really early. Mm-hmm. So, the only thing I can't hold a lot of is probably some of my weapons, just because I haven't cared too much about, like, the slings and whatnot, because I have, like, other stuff I'd rather use. Um, But at first, yeah, it is a little daunting, and having Tinkerer as one of your abilities does come super in handy, like, especially with, like, some of, like, the, um, what's one of the one for? Uh, Not upgrades, some of the... um, Mod patches, the coils. Thank you. The modifications, the patches yeah. you can put into like your like weapons or your clothing, so that came in handy big time. Um, so, I hold nothing of my modifications. I have nothing green. It's all either blue or purple. <laughs> uh, talk, I never have green. Dave, talk about uh, about how that that the modifications thing works with your with your items. So basically, what it does is it gives you a bit more an added either an added feature in one set skill or a completely different other set of skill. So, for instance, right now I have oh, I forget the name of it, but it's like the one that at this point, it's the highest stealth armor I can get, and it gives me like and it's like um and it's like a rare armor, and you get like two modification things for it. So what I did is I have two other very rare mods for stealth that gave me basically plus eighty six two stealth on this already. So I can run full sprint and I make no noise. Awesome. Mm. Um, oh, that's dope. little stuff like that. Yeah, it's like really cool. I just did it by accident. So <laughs> I'm literally Batman. I can walk yeah. up to them 
Swear to me. And they won't. I don't even have to be like in like grass. I can walk up to them and poke them, and then they'll finally know I'm there. Nice. Um, but stuff like that, or and what I started discovering later on in the game, which I started doing later, because you can buy multiples of the same weapon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and what bothered me was I was always like taking mods out of one and putting them in another for whatever situation I was in. But you can just have that one or two mods in that one weapon have the exact same weapon with completely different mods and give a completely different like effect altogether. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cool. I like that. I am um, actually Jason. I'm looking for a little advice on this one. So like a lot early in the game, a lot of things you trade in the the lenses. Yeah. From the different things. Um, later in the game, do you really need the lenses to trade in for weapons? And no, stuff after there's that? there's really not a lot. Like. Um, I'll be honest, like, after you get, like, a purple hunter's bow, a purple, um, what is it, like, assassin's bow or warrior yeah. bow or something like that, like, I'm, I'm kind, you're kind of good with with what you're buying from people. The things that you want to really spend your, your shards on are echo shells if you don't have them so you can create better blast coils. Uh, make sure you have plenty of wire. But then take all those lenses and sell that shit. Wow. Um, all right, cool. Because I have a ton of them, and I'm like, I haven't had anyone ask for a lens in like, like thirty hours. Yeah. The, <laughs> so why do I deal. have all of these? Uh, southwest part of the, like of of Mother's Heart, right? So like that bottom left hand corner yeah. of the main area that you start in, there is a beautiful um, scrapper spawn. Oh, I know that one. And you can continue to just go back and circle back, and you're you just keep getting purples all the time, and then you're getting all these resources, echo shells, uh, wire, just everything. It's like nice. the best spot. And then just use a tra- uh, fast travel pack, dump it all off, sell everything, and you're good, man. Like if you run out of cool. anything, you can get it back. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Um. So how many hours have you guys played? Sunk into this. Ooh. Right now, 30 hours. I think I'm the lowest right no, now. I'm the lowest. I, I'm at 38, which I'm a little ashamed of because I thought I was at like maybe 20. <laughs> but I'm very much not that. <laughs> Where are you at, Jason? I literally have no idea. I couldn't find time. Like, Rough I'm sure. The save file, usually. <laughs> yeah, oh. if, you ch- if you check the save file, it'll give you the time on it. No shit. I mean, I could look it up. I'll have to jump no, out just for like a second. Rough estimate. Um, d- damn, probably sixty hours, maybe. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> I will. We will amend this in the notes of the podcast. Uh, yeah, in, in the <laughs> yeah, info, it, it, it'll be like Jason. I'll be like, "Hey, what about you, Jason?" Or or Dave or whoever said it. What about you, Jason? It'll just be my voice going. Forty-seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Thursday? So that's what, like, sixty-five million years. No, you son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, well I was I was on the Power Rangers one, but I just listened to it. Well played, it was a good one. Well played, a good that was one. fun. Um, worth the hype? Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Yep. See, I'm gonna say like maybe kind of. I'm not that far. I'm not as far into it as you guys. It's just not grabbing me like I thought it would. Like it's, I right, thought I thought it was gonna grab me like Red Dead Redemption grabbed me, where I just couldn't put it down and I couldn't play any other game. Um, but Zelda's been fighting me pretty hard on this one. And actually yeah. jumping, well, yeah, because you jumping between you have, like, Zelda two different and this has been really hard. Because the <laughs> we're talking about earlier off channel, the bow and arrow mechanic is vastly different between the two games. And you figure it's bow and arrow, like how different could it possibly be? Um, this one, I have yet to have to use 
like arcs at all or like you trying to use physics to make it hit the target I want in Zelda it'll only go so far then it'll arc down so you have to point it a little higher than you normally would in order to maybe hit a further away target huh um also the buttons are completely different even though the controllers are somewhat similar so it's just like I go to like dodge and I actually stand up in the bushes and everything everything sees me and they're just like you and I'm like oh (laughs) that's not the button so depending on in this one, depending on which bow and arrow you have, it actually adjusts the line of sight that you have. So you can only really see as yep. far as you're accurate. That's so cool. you get the sharpshooter bow, which actually gives you. Um, oh, I got that one. Yeah, you got that one. That one yeah. you zoom in a little bit more, so you yeah. actually basically only see as far as you're accurate. So that's kind of how that works. That's cool. Yeah, that God, was like the first. I, thing I, I love up. using. I love using the sharpshooter bow when I'm like going into like a bandit camp mm. and just. I just stay on the outside and just headshot, headshot. Like the first arc tree, I, the first arc tree I just like completely filled up was the, um, I guess scavenger, forager, whatever it's called, where it's like it gives you like more resources as you keep on doing stuff. And now I'm like almost all the way up to like, um, because there's like the one in the middle which is like brave. It's like mostly for like fighting stuff. Everything I have on like left and the right. So everything I have on the right is filled up, and the left I'm like completely filling up. So it's like. I'm Batman to the point where I don't have to fight anybody hands to hand. I can just take him out from far away and just sneak up and just like poke. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Greg, have you done the proving yet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm that far. Yeah. I did the proving. Um, I'm at the point where I have to uh, clear out the corruption. I think is what it's called. Corrupted zones. Uh, okay. That uh, stuff. I'm, so you already did the, everything those. with like Rost pretty much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's he's he blew himself up. He's He's gone. <laughs> so have any of you been back to Ross's grave? No. Yes. No. Oh my in, god. In my game, definitely. I don't think he's been dead long enough to have a grave. So definitely do yourself a favor wherever you are, fast travel to it. Um it's pretty cool and pretty sad. It, is it like Arkham City time. where you just like kneel in Crime Alley and it's just like action turns around and you're Batman and you're mourning <sighs> No, and you're no, it's more like Remember when she said that even though you won't talk to me when I'm when you're still an outcast and I become part of the tribe, yeah. I will still visit you and I will still talk oh to God, you. The feels are coming. Yeah, it's that. Like she still like she <gasps> basically. Yeah, like she basically tells him what's going on in the game. So if you don't know what you're doing, just go to Ross's grave, and she'll like basically like lay out like what she's been doing like in layman's terms. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> but it's sad because she says it as soon as you get to the grave, she's like, "Well." I told you I would come see and talk to you, and here I am. And just, oh my God, it's mm. so heartbreaking, but such <laughs> it, a good part. Like, do yourself a favor and do it. And you that's where I think this game really holds together, just that one scene, just because you can hear the emotion in Aloy's voice. You're like, whoever the actress they picked is. Well, I was just going to say that. You know, you know the actress for Aloy. It's Ashley Birch of um, Life is Strange fame and of um, Hey Ash, What You Playing fame. And of Tiny Tina from Borderlands fame. Mm-hmm. I know Tiny Tina. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone wasn't no watching shit. Bedtime Stories when I first started out last year or two years ago. Because uh, she also I did Life is Strange. Last year, but, um, actually, if you haven't seen it, Hey Ash, What You Playing is a hilarious YouTube uh, series for, uh, with Ashley Birch and her and her brother, Anthony. And it's just like ridiculous. Just like trolling. She's trolling her brother the whole time kind of thing. Uh, super funny, but it, it kind of shows if you watch that or li- even listening to Tiny Tina and listening to Aloy. Um, I had to think about that. Aloy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you could see the range. And then if you even jump into like some Life is Strange uh, streams, you can really see it there, too. Because like, I didn't think like, you know, 
after watching uh, Hey Ash, What You Playing, like I knew that she could do comedic timing and get that stuff kind of going. But after like playing Life is Strange, I was like, oh shit, that's like her. And then he, watching some <laughs> of this, that kind of like ne- ne- evened it out for me. And she's like super talented and like it's just super cool. So that's who is the voice of Aloy. So I'm glad we got to bring it up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about the feels in this game, I was just like the whole time you're training as a little kid, like a little Aloy. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. damn. I was like, Ross is going to die and he's going to die hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was With writing the, the story as I was playing it. And I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. I was like, Ross is going to die. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that he, he doesn't die until, you know, you finally get to prove yourself and it makes it even more sad. Mm-hmm. But, um, some of the feels that I experienced in this game, you guys, was when she's training, I was like, fuck. I was like, she's working on like her her craft. She's working on how to hunt. Uh, she's running. Oh, she's going to start jumping across these things. Oh, my God. The second she lands, she's going to be an adult, isn't she? And it <laughs> fucking happened. And I clapped. <laughs> I was just like, yep, here we go. Perfect. It was, was like, like a Disney exactly montage. <laughs> It absolutely was. It absolutely was. She gets up and she's older Aloy, and I was just like, I saw that coming. Although Thank Kid you. Aloy looked kind of weird Theme. to me. It looked like they Kid Aloy had a yeah. huge head, right? Huge head, tiny body. So right. weird. <laughs> Felt weird. Felt like they mocapped an adult body and then just made the head larger, like uh, Big Head mode in Goldeneye. That's what it felt God, like. Oh my god! Exactly, dude. Or Donkey Kong mode. Or Donkey Kong mode. Even Donkey. Oh man. But I That's also exactly felt that Kid did. Aloy probably had the best facial animations of the entire, of like the entire game. Well, sure, so her eyebrows. It had that like Gilbert Godfrey exactly. look. She was kind of like, Ugh! like always just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. But you she know, had it, that like face where she just. Ugh! Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh, also. I'm, it's funny you say that because like I always thought like Aloy had some pretty good facial animation. Like she always looks like concerned or. Like, especially in the brow area, maybe like not anyone else, of course. I'll agree with you on that. But I thought she always looked pretty good. Right. Well, she always she always looks concerned. That's the problem. True. Also, yeah, if you look, concerned. everybody everybody's eyes just look baked. Like, everyone's eyes are glossed over. Well, it's yeah, the future, hard. man. Yeah, man. It's Colorado, man. Everyone's <laughs> 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 big future Colorado. Just saying, with all these flame arrows roasting all the vegetation. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got guys, guys. What if? What if? All right. So these are machines, right? The animals. So what if their exhaust that they're giving off is like just weed, man? And that's why everyone's baked. That's it. It's the leaning tower of cheese. Oh yeah, this man. Like it's like if everybody just times, like so. burned or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's man. What, I'm always looking for that blaze, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I turned that robot ox into a bong. I took a hit off his it ass. It is green, so that makes sense. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right all right it's time uh it's we're a little bit actually we're right about that time now uh where it's time for the secret question so tonight we talked about horizon zero dawn uh, we talked about what we liked uh what we didn't like um, we talked about, you know, facial animations. We talked about the gorgeous scenery, uh, why it is called Horizon Zero Dawn instead of uh, Vertical to Dusk. That took me a minute. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> what I want to know about uh, tonight is thus far in, in your gameplay, what is the one thing that is really missing that can really complete this experience for you? Ooh. Multiplayer. Ooh. 
mm, well multiplayer done. because I really want to go online with a bunch of friends and take down some huge ass yep. monsters. That's that's good. I want. I like that. I just I, I they're missing huge assed monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I, I have a real back? answer though. I have a real answer. Yeah, yeah. Trolls yeah. Mac. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Mac controls. Mac controls. <laughs> Do you want me to go now, or what's your real answer? Yeah, you go. Um, Keep on talking if you don't go. All right. (laughs) So, at a certain point, you get to take control of these monsters. I I don't think that's any secret to you guys. Um, I will spoil a little bit for you guys, though. That's fine. Um, When you learn how to take control of the biggest monsters of them all, you cannot use the glint hawks or the stormbirds as mounts. You cannot fly them. Absolutely missing flight in this game, bitches. Lame. This game yeah, is way too beautiful to easier. not have a flight component to it. Well, that might be kind of what makes it adds to it too, because I remember in uh, World of Warcraft, uh, Blizzard kind of like was hesitant to put in flying mounts at one point, and yeah. then on the new content they put out, you cannot get a flying mount for like a while until you uh, uh, reach. Uh, I think it's like the cap level cap, and then you could do it. <clears throat> so I, I think that might have been more purposeful than what we're thinking about because they want Burning you to go Crusades through the weeds. was the first time you saw that in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave, what about you, my friend? Um, Just little parts of the map that feel like you should be able to explore, but you absolutely can't. Um, Just because either A, there's nothing there that stops you. It just won't let you move any forward. You're stopped by air. Mm-hmm. Or B, it just tells you, you know, head back because you will just start back from your original safe point. <laughs> Because there's like certain parts in the game, you guys know what I'm talking about if you get to it, where it looks like you're going to progress further. There's more stuff. Give me a real stop. Don't just like force me to go back. That's it. That's it. Other than that, the game is oh, going. Does it Star Fox you where it just like makes you U-turn? Nope. It basically, if you get to a point, either A, it won't let you go forward or B, the game restarts to your last save point. Or it's like C, invisible you get wall. killed by uh, alligators in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> or alligators in the middle of the fucking ocean. I did. Um, so for the most part, I haven't had too many glitches. But there was a moment where I was climbing a really tall tower, missed a jump that I definitely should have made, and then all of a sudden I got stuck in a wall. Oh. And I had to. Actually, the only way to fix it fast was travel? to fast travel out <laughs> I had to do and that. back down. I was like, shit. It was only one moment, but I was so mad. I was like, can I just like kill myself or something? And I couldn't. I said to fast travel. Um, <laughs> I had this one point where I took down, I think it was a, a sawtooth, and uh, its legs were going for another hour. Like I could have come back and its legs were just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it almost like spaghettified like it would in, like, uh, in Skyrim and stuff like that, where things just go ape shit, you know? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm glad these still exist. <laughs> here's here's one for here's a, a, a bonus question for you guys real quick. I just thought of it right now. Sorry, Greg. I didn't even but, answer um, my question yet, but no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Answer, Greg. Well, I don't know, no, no, man. No, no, like, no. You, you, I'm a gentleman. You go first. You son of a bitch. No, Greg, go first, please. I insist. Damn it! I shouldn't have said anything because I don't have an answer. Um, <laughs> actually, Chris kind of took my answer. I, I definitely want multiplayer. Player. Um, as much as I like like character design, Aloy and stuff like that, I just like I prefer to like have character customization make a character like how i want because that for me that ends like that that 
not ends that kind of gives me more freedom and I can totally just like goof on it if I want, like make like an alligator person and have them run through or just make it look the most ridiculous proportions or I do what I actually do and just make it look like me in the, in the world. Uh-huh. Um, I would counter you, man. I would say that this story would not be nearly as engaging without a uh, set character. Mm-hmm. You think so? Who's in yeah. The world uh, and is, uh, yeah. Is guiding. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I I'm not like, that far into the story yet. All I've kn- all I know is that there's a mysterious uh, backdrop to it, and then like there's a woman that kind of looks like her, and that's why they she was getting hunted after or during the proving. Ooh. That's all I really know so far. So I I will uh, concede to your superior knowledge of the game, uh, but as far as I've gotten in, that's kind of what I wish, and not not really as much as I do most other games. In all honesty. Um, Kind of like a lot of like the G, like the, a lot of the Rockstar games. I'm always like, man, just let me make me and Cowboy, or like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And then you kind of get over it. Um, if there was multiplayer, Marston, though, John Marston, that would definitely be multiplayer. Definitely should. Oh really yeah. Make your own oh totally. Yeah, just like GTA 100%. Five. Yeah. Do Do you hear us, Guerrilla Games? The next Next patch, make it multiplayer. Think of how much of shit you can get in your hands into. Come on, guys. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. say eyebrow yeah, movement, done. and then let Dave do his his question. <laughs> <laughs> so. The game does have a lot of good detail and stuff like that. What's the one thing you found that has nothing to do with the story whatsoever? Oh, Dave wants to talk about the but airplane. You love that, but you love that it's in there. Nope, not the airplane. Okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't. Ooh. I didn't find anything like that. Everything is very purposeful as far as I've gotten. Um, I guess I like the repel mechanic because there's very few scenarios like, um. There are a couple things where you it says you know you can repel and it basically drops you down, but it's not like a major part of the game other than denoting okay I've done with this particular section. But they didn't make a big hoopla about it. But that animation is so badass where she just freaking leaps off, turns around, and chucks a grappling hook up. And the wind, yeah, is freaking awesome. Every time I do that, I'm just like hell yeah. Um, it's not really answering your question, but I really like the sound a lot of these creatures make. Like, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Like, if it catches you off guard, yeah. you're like, oh, God. It's just, it gives you the chills, and that's like a, it's just excellent sound design. I don't think we even talked about that. Just good, no. in my opinion. But I'm not, like, an expert, so, I mean, Chris would probably be... <laughs> he's probably like, no, it's no, terrible. Like, it fucking sucks. No, it's, Greg, you it's, got a good point, sexy. man. Um, the birds that you hear, like, are the same birds that I can hear outside. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening. I'm like, wait, is that is that really outside or is that is that in my head? Or is it in your <laughs> headphones? I don't know. It's in your head. It's usually in your head. I heard no birds. So <laughs> No, but this when you're like low on, for me especially when you're low on health and you're trying to hide from like a sawtooth or something else that's big and you're hiding in the grass and it just walks by you. And everything shakes. You're like, oh, my God, just go away. <laughs> I have nothing left. You've used all my resources. You fuck. Yeah. Oh, the tall grass definitely seems like it's directly ripped out of Uncharted 4. Yeah, totally. Well. All the, the tall grass you can hide in, it's always red. It's yeah. like, I was worried about by like uh, Uncharted 4 being like, oh, all the tall grass is red. In this one, I was like, hmm, all the tall grass is red. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it makes sense because mm-hmm. her hair is red. So if it pops out, that is true. If, you're, if you're hiding in tall oh, yeah. green grass, you're going to see your fucking also hair. Yeah. Crazy good. Yeah. It's not like, uh, what was that game? Enslaved? Did you guys play <laughs> that? Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy. <laughs> the spike, you just always spiked up. Fucking always spiked. 
No, but like in Enslaved, they had like a similar kind of hairstyle to her, but it was always like clipping through her shoulder and her clothes. And it was like, <laughs> it was taking some physics, so it would freak out from time to time. Yeah, it was, it was not very good. But yeah, no, they did a really good job on this. It was, it's like, it was like a center point for the character, right? They, like they made it with the color and like how it's braided and then dreaded and stuff like that. So I agree. Kudos. Um, unless anyone else has any more secret questions that they didn't tell me about. I, I did. I, didn't I don't care question. anymore, Dave. You didn't let me answer my question. I'm not going to let you answer your I, question. I'll let you, you answer your question. <laughs> All right, fine. You can answer your question. Um, some of the cave paintings you find in the ruins. Oh, cool. Yeah, like go by some of the ruins and like you'll not like in the um, the metal ruins. Like when you go to the cities that are messed yeah. up, like there's like little cave paintings everywhere that kind of tell you. What I'm guessing, a bit of the story, like it just shows people pointing in the sky and like stuff everywhere. Hmm. So it's really cool. And you don't, it's, there's no reason for it to be there. You would walk right by if you weren't looking for it, but they're there. And they're like on some of the buildings. Or if we get close to some of the canyons, you'll see them like on the rocks for whatever reason. Like it's pretty, pretty cool. Some of the cave paintings you find. Nice. Cool. And with that, Dave answered his own question. Uh, And that's all the time we have for this week. This has Yay. been issue number 94. Uh, thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us live over at twitch.tv slash badcodyfunky each and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you missed that, not a big deal. I mean, you're listening to it now probably on iTunes. So, you know, yeah. you, you know where to get us. iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We have Instagram going on. We, we're, like, everywhere, really. Um also on Google Play now, which is really cool. So that's that's awesome Woo-hoo! for those Android uh, fans Ooh. and Android users. It's great. Uh, as always, give us a little feedback. Give us a, a rating. You leave a little comment. That let us know how we're doing. We always appreciate it, as always. Um, and remember to always stay tuned to YouTube.com slash BadCoyoteFunky uh, for interviews from PAX East this past year where we talked to many uh, game developers and got to learn the ins and outs of their games. And uh, um, mostly hosted by Dave. So good job on that. Dave, uh, until the next podcast, issue number 95, because I can count this week, we will (laughs) see you next time, or we will see you another time. Or never. We'll see you never. Bye.